Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time of day it may be, it's a pleasure having you to join me in this most important program. Hello everyone, I'm Neil Parks. This presentation today is the inauguration segment of this podcast titled, Fill the Lamp. Some of you may be wondering just what this lamp thing is all about. <clears throat> well, the Bible has a lot to say about our lamp in regards to our life. Let me start off by clarifying something here, or maybe better put, let me shed some light on something that's very elementary but straight to the point. The antithesis or opposite of light is dark. Now with that said, we live in one or the other of these areas in our mindset as we live, move, and breathe. In my life, at the ripe old age of 39, I was asked the question, are you ready to die? You see, that is the question that everyone needs to ponder. There are only two kinds of people on this planet Earth. But with that said, all people are created in the image of the Creator for one of two eternities. We choose either light or darkness, or better yet, life or death. The Bible says in Romans 12, verse 2, and don't be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourself that what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. The Bible says in Proverbs 119 verse 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Well, I don't know about you, but I need to watch where I'm going in life all the time. <laughs> as a matter of fact, as we see the day approach with the return of our Lord Jesus, this lamp thing really plays a large part as to where we stand in readiness to receive the bridegroom's coming. So, as we dip into this most needed understanding, here are some questions I want you to ask yourself. Number one, have I considered eternity? Number two, do I really understand why I'm here? And number three, why does it matter? These are a few of the questions we'll be going over in today's segment and the weeks to come. I'm excited, and I think you're going to love it as well. Look, folks, 
There is just too much in God's word that we as Christians need to absorb regarding spiritual nourishment and growth that the Lord wants us to be filled with as the day approaches. So let's just get started and stir up these appetites of ours as we continue. The lamp is mentioned throughout the Bible. King David says in 2 Samuel 22, verse 29, For you, O Lord, are my lamp. The Lord illuminates and dispels my darkness. Psalm 118, verse 28 says, You will light my lamp. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. And look what 2 Kings chapter 8, verses 18 through 20 says. When God promised King David light for his lamp. A promise made to him, David, that he should always have a lamp. And that is a succession of kings from one generation to another, by which his name, King David, should be kept bright and illustrious as a lamp is kept burning by a constant, fresh supply of oil, that his family should never be extinct till the terminated till terminated in the Messiah, that son of David, on whom was to be hung all the glory of his father's house, and in whose everlasting kingdom that promise to David is fulfilled. Now in Psalm 132, verse 17, David is talking about, there I will make the horn or strength of David grow. I have prepared a lamp for my anointed, fulfilling the promises. Did you hear that? It is and signifies a promise. Wow. Now this is huge. A promise to David in his lifetime that it would be carried on until the coming of Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, the Messiah at his first coming. Well, that whole understanding of what was promised to David has also been promised to us by Jesus himself. And that is as he promises in his word, the gospel, that he is coming a second time again for his virgin bride. Whew, there's a lot of information here, folks. And let's fast forward up to the New Testament and the Apostle John, what he writes in uh, chapter 8, verse 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. I want to give us just a little more history uh, about this lamp that we've been talking about and what the whole podcast is directed towards. Uh, 
Let's go, go back to Exodus 25 in verse 31. It tells us about the lampstand. Some people know it as the menorah. The, the menorah had six branches, and they came out each side of the, uh, the shaft, and the shaft was another branch. Moses gave instructions as to how to build this lampstand that would be placed in the holy place just in front of the curtain, or you might say the veil on the south side of the entry of the Holy of Holies. And this was directly opposite. On the north, uh, on the north side was the table where the showbread was placed. And we'll learn a little bit more about that later. But these seven branches, seven in total, each carried a cup. And the cup was kept full of oil so that the lamp would never go out. Why seven lamps? Well, some scholars would reference the gifts of the Holy Spirit as in 1 Corinthians 12. But we will leave that for another episode and discussion down the road. But these lamps, when lit, continuously burned and kept light on, what? The showbread table, the altar of incense, the altar of sacrifice, and they were all in the holy place, just outside the holy of holies. And in Exodus twenty-seven twenty, God is telling Moses, you shall command the Israelites to provide you with clear oil of beaten olives for light to make a lamp burn continually. In other words, 24-7. These lamps were to be well oiled up and burning continuously. Well, I just feel a little bit of history was needed here as it gives us some relevance as to what this lamp's roots looked like in the Old Testament and how God used it in the Old Covenant to point towards new covenant understanding. Let's fast forward now to the gospel in, in the New uh, Testament and the Apostle John in chapter 15, verse 5. He says, Jesus was talking, I am the vine. You are the branches. There it is, the branches, the menorah. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Now look at this again for a minute. Back in Exodus twenty-seven twenty, the Lord says, you shall command the Israelites, he's speaking to Moses, to provide you with clear oil of beaten olives for the light. In other words, this was going to be the source that the, that the light was going to be fueled by. Now, this looks to me like it took some pretty good effort to produce this special oil. I, I, I can't imagine. I mean, they couldn't go to the store and just buy this stuff. They had to go find, number one, an olive tree. 
And they were wandering in the desert. And they had to bring a multitude of olives. Someone had to be beating on these olives all day long. But I don't know about you, but there had to be a lot of work involved here. And let's fast forward now back a thousand years, or forward, excuse me. Remember now the promise to David that God made about his lineage of generations of kings. The promise. Keep that in mind. In Matthew 1, verses 20 through 25. Now this is where uh, Mary was pregnant and Joseph her husband-to-be. Now Joseph, the husband-to-be from the seed of David, was struggling with the thought of Mary being pregnant. And he was sleeping when God spoke to him. God said, Joseph, descendant of David. Here we go. David's involved again in the lineage. Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you shall name him Jesus, which means the Lord is salvation. For he will save his people from their sins. Verse 24 said, Then Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him. And he took Mary to his home as his wife. But he kept her as a virgin until she had given birth to a son, her firstborn child. And he named him, Joseph named him Jesus. The Lord is salvation. You see, there it is. The promise. The promise that was, was, was given to David is now fulfilled through the lineage down to Joseph and the ultimate king, the ultimate light, was being born. The ministry of Jesus is, the, is about bringing light into the darkness of the world. Well, guess what? And now this is so exciting to me. If you are a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, you are a vessel a lamp that he longs to use to shine his love, mercy, and grace into a lost and dying, dark, dark world. What a privilege to be used by the creator. Therefore, let that abide in you which you heard from the beginning. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you also will abide in the Son and in the Father. We're in 1 John uh, chapter 2, verse uh, 24 there. And in 25 it says, and this is the promise. There it is again, that he has promised us eternal life. Now, as we wrap up this inaugural session, it is my hope that you will continue with me on this journey as we learn hunger and thirst for more knowledge as the day approaches with his second return. My friend, growth in Christ is the key to keep your lamp full. Well, we have so much more ground to cover with this importance 
purpose of keeping our lamp vessels full. So I hope you will join me next week, maybe for breakfast, lunch, or even dinner. We can call it spiritual dining. That will do it for today, and I hope you can tune in next week. And by the way, if you have friends or relatives that come to mind as you listen, please invite them and comments are welcome as well at this address. Fill the lamp at yahoo.com. All one word, fill the lamp at yahoo.com. Let me pray for you, would you please? Lord, you are the oil that provides the light to the world. We love you, Lord, and we pray that you would continue to guide us and grow us and keep us thirsty for more of you. 